Good afternoon, everyone. We thank you for taking this journey with us here at Cornerstone Deliverance Church. Underneath the leadership of our founder and our overseer, Apostle Asia Francis, so I'm, I'm, today I'm just super excited to be uh, one of the facilitators of this great lesson uh, that's coming out of our spring quarter, week two. And we are let our, uh, it's the spring quarter for the uh, Union Gospel Press, and it's our, our theme for this next couple of weeks is Jesus pleases his father. And so the lesson today is an awesome lesson. And so we want you to know here at Cornerstone Deliverance Church, we are here to connect, learn, and grow. And so during our Wednesday night Bible study, the discipleship class, and our sold-out Sunday school, if you can, mute your phone. If you can, if you can mute your phone that just came on the line and sold out Sunday school, you can, you can feel rest assured that you are in a safe place. You're in a safe place to ask questions. You're in a safe place to share your two-minute share feedback. And Amen. this is a place where we are able to get closer to Jesus. Amen? Here Amen. at Cornerstone Deliverance Church. So um, if you don't know the Messiah Jesus, the Christ, if you don't know Yeshua, if you don't know him, amen, then this is, this is our time for us to get to where we can know him and grow. Amen. So we thank you for just joining in today for Sold Out Sunday School. I'm your host, Prophetess Maggie Cabana, and I'm just excited in this season of how Jesus is delivering his people by the word Amen. of God. Amen. It ain't no laying Amen. on the hands and Amen. all this stuff. That it's the word of God that is setting us free. Amen. Amen. And the word tells us that we should have freedom. So I'm going to release the line to evangelists. Robert, so that she can lead us in prayer, and then we'll go into the two-minute share for from last week, and then uh, the scriptures for this week. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have a blueprint for our life, O oh God, and that we need not to fear the unknown. Make you for calling us, following you, God, in your direction in our life. I thank you, God for making it clear in the next step that we should take, and we will take it in Jesus' name. Lord, remember the host today, God, Prophetess Maggie and her family. Lord, remember everyone that's on the line today, God. And, Lord, don't forget about our pastor, Apostle Asia Francis, founder and overseer of Cornerstone Delivering Church. In your son Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And Brother Darrell, if you can go ahead with the two-minute share from our um, what our lesson can, uh, what we talked about on last week, Amen. Okay. Uh, last week, the title of the Sunday school lesson was of Jesus' baptism, and it was through John's ministry that we talked about. The three synodic gospel authors from Matthew, Mark, Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they introduced in the Bible John the baptizer as, as the beginning of Christ's ministry. And, you know, John was the son of the priest Zacharias. And they were saying he could have been involved in a ministry in the temple in Jerusalem. 
And instead of ministering in such dignified surroundings, he did his work in the wilderness. So, you know, we talked about how John was out in the wilderness uh, ministering the word of Christ. And, you know, John, you know, he um, in his ministry, he baptized people. And that's why he's called John the Baptist in all three synodic gospels, which is Matthew chapter 3, verse 1, Mark 6, 14, and Luke 7, 28. And, you know, when he ministered, he ministered as a herald or an announcer for the arrival of Messiah. I mean, he was going around there by the way, Christ is coming. He needs to be baptized, you know, get yourself in order, repent for all your sins, change your ways. Amen. And in those days, that was, you know, they compared, you know, they were talk, we talked about this in Sunday school, how in those days, important Roman officials were always preceded by a herald, you know, like an announcer. Like, you know, when you were coming through town, they would announce that, you know, someone's around in town, and so everybody knew someone important or significant of your of a political figure or... I guess you could say you could be a rich person, you were coming, you know, because you were of important significance. Um, we also learned that um, John's baptism of repentance should not be confused with Christian baptism. You know, when you repent, and we talked about that, it's a, a way of thinking differently and reversing the pattern of thought. Um, a person's true repentance of sin will express a change in life. So if you want, you know, we, we talked about if you want God to come into your life, that you need to repent if you want to receive the blessings and the kingdom of heaven. And Amen. you just have to just realize in yourself that some things that need to change and you need to repent. And we also talked about forgiveness. Forgiveness comes when you repent. And John, you know, he that's what he was about. You know, those who were baptized by John gave testimony to the fact that they had repented of their sins. And as a result, was forgiven. And uh, just a couple more highlights. I want to go over my time. Uh... You know, we also talked about with Jesus' baptism, he was um, about 30 years of age. It can be found in Luke 3rd chapter 23rd verse. And it said, he, uh, although his baptism was immediately followed by Satan's temptation in the wilderness, this was the beginning of public ministry. So out in the wilderness, Satan had some things come along to set, you know, John off track from doing his ministry. But John stayed the course and didn't allow these things to not tell him of the color of Christ. Because, um, you know, God's baptism fulfilled purposes rather than giving evidence of repentance. And John's baptism within him, uh, for himself was done as an external evidence of a person's repentance of sin, being that Jesus never sinned. And 
they also said, stated that there was no need for Jesus to be baptized in the same way as other people. Because Jesus' baptism fulfilled other purposes rather than giving evidence of repentance. But uh, we really stressed last week repentance and how one should not stray away from Christ. And you need to stay on the course. Don't beat yourself up if you sin, uh, stay away from these things and work even harder. And you'll find out when you realize these things are not of Christ that you're wrong, that your spirit will be repentant and that will be in a better place. Amen. Amen. So basically, in closing, I just, you know, as, as more I highlight I could go, but I, I'm, I feel I passed my time. So I want to say in closing that that's what we really stress out of everything we talked about. And in closing, it says here, it is important, it is impossible for the sinners to live according to all demands of the law. But remember, Jesus fulfilled that law by coming in the flesh and being returned to the temptation. So, you know, in short, basically, that's what I took from the lesson, and that's my summary. So, just realize that John, you know, said Jesus is coming, and in those days, people didn't believe when Jesus did come back and down the cross, and those that believed were saved and lived in his word. And that's what I really took from, uh, that's my review on last week's Sunday School lesson. Amen. Thank you, Brother Darrell. Thank you for um, doing such an awesome job on a recap. Amen. Thank you. Thank Amen. 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 Um, and I, I release the line to um, Sister Johnson. Amen. Amen. All right. Our lesson today is from Matthew, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 14. And we're talking about overcoming temptation with the word. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit in the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of God. Then the devil taketh him up into his, the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thy death thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee 
if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, came, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. Now, when Jesus had heard that John was cast into prison, he departed into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Nephilim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Thank God for the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. The reading and the word of God is blessed. Amen. Thank you all Amen. this morning. And so to, today we, we're getting ready to, um, we're getting ready to, to get into this uh, overcoming temptation. You know, we, we all, if you, if you can, if everyone can, if you're not sharing, if everyone can kind of mute the call because, so, we, so we can heat, mute your phone so that we can, and until you, you decide to come off mute and, and speak or something so we won't catch the background noise. Amen. Amen. Um, so we see that uh, in today's lesson, Jesus was exposed to three temptations. Amen. There were three temptations that he was exposed of. And so uh, let us go to 1 John 2 and 16. Let us find out what these three temptations uh, Sister Johnson just read them, but let's go to another place in the Word of God. Let's go to 1 John 2 and 16. In, in, verse, in 1 John 2, 16, it says, for everything, in the, for everything in the world does not come from the Father. It, it, he, he's, he's letting us know it, it's not going to come from God. It's not coming from the Father. So there are the lust of the flesh. The desires of the flesh. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about the difference between a want and a need. God knows what we need. That Amen. never changes. It's not based on how we feel. It's not based on our situation, our circumstance. It is what, what is essentially needed for, for life, for us to live. Our wants, our desires, they change. They change. You could, today you may like chocolate ice cream, tomorrow you may hate it, and you may want vanilla. That's true. So it's a strong feeling of, a desire is a strong feeling of wanting to have something or wishing to have something happen. So it's not the will of God. So we're getting ready to see this thing. We're going to break this in, down in the word. It says, the desires of the flesh, the lust of the flesh, the desires, the lust of the eye, that's number two, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So we've already, we've been warned. We, we, the word is giving us, it's, 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 pro, it's prophesying to us. It's telling us what is to come. This is not new. This is not something that uh, is going to change. This is what's happening. You, there, you're going to be tempted with the desires of the flesh, the eyes, and the pride of life. 
So Jesus gives the perfect response to the devil in this. He bammed the devil over there. Remember we, last week, the devil working on a job that he, he don't even know he's, he's unemployed mm-hmm. and he's yet still working. But you know what? He got to do what he got to do. Mm-hmm. But let us read what Jesus tells the devil. Let us read what he says. He says, and, but he answered, but Jesus answered and said, it is written. Nothing else coming behind that. It's a done deal. It's finished. Ain't, ain't, this ain't getting ready to change. It ain't, it, it not, it's not going to change a thousand years from now. It's a done deal. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He begins to, he begins to prophesy. He begins to confirm the, prophet, the prophetic word. He confirms it from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 8 and 3, it says, he humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna which neither you nor your ancestors have no, had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on, uh, on every word that comes from out of the mouth of the Lord. Food, food ain't going to solve it. Make Burger King, McDonald's is not going to be enough. Amen. It's not enough. Amen. But out of... Every word, not some of the words, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city. Now, first, he don't tempt Jesus with the desires of the flesh. He, 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 he's such a, he calls himself smart, but he's really not so smart. We're just going to say it that way. He takes him up into the holy city on the pinnacle of the temple. And he said to him, if you are the son of God. Now, if he's talking to the Messiah this way. If you are the son of God, throw yourself down. Mm-hmm. For it is written, nothing else coming behind it. It's a done deal. Mm-hmm. He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up. Least you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, now he's going to try to tell Jesus this is what's getting ready to happen. Jesus says, it is written, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't exclude the devil. Catch that. He, he didn't exclude the devil letting the devil know this is yet still your God is with. So temptation. This word is a broad word. It, it, it has many, 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 many meanings. And sometimes we think that it exclusively means that we, that we are being pulled on by our flesh. You know, we're, and when we say flesh, we're not talking about the natural skin the mindset or the drawing or we we just hold it to drawing us into a place of sin 
But it needs, a, it needs more. Temptation is to try, to make trial of, to solicit to sin, to tempt. But how the Lord uses it for our good, it is for our development. Amen? And so today our aim is to examine Matthew's account of the temptation of Jesus. He was tempted three ways, the flesh, the eyes, and the pride of life. The whole, to, to examine Matthew's account of the temptation of Jesus, our principle is to teach that the word of God, the written, audible voice of God, the logos, the rhema, all this good stuff. We're going to keep it simple. The written, audible voice of God is our best defense against temptation. So when we think of overcoming, that was one of the words. This word is used throughout the New Testament to let us know we are not defenseless. We are not defeated. But the word of God, God's written word, it confirms, it reaffirms, it should give us confidence to know that we are victorious. Amen. And so, we see through the word of God, it is the best defense against temptation. We've all been tempted with something. Perfect time, Monday night at 8 p.m., the Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Now, all day, you, ain't want, you did not want to eat. Come fast time, that flesh is tempted. I had to start outsmarting the enemy. I said, now, you know, I said, I get tired of saying that I got to eat to take this medicine. Lord, give me some wisdom how I'm going to do this. I, I, I take something small. I'm not trying to sit and eat no whole prepared meal because I, I do wanna, I want to, I want that flesh to, to be, I, there's a purpose why I'm fasting. Based on Isaiah, I'm fasting because we're praying for the lost souls. We're praying for those that are backslidden. We're praying for those that are incarcerated wrongly. We're praying for numerous things, those that need healing, those that need to be saved, set free, and delivered. We're praying for those things. So it's going to take fasting and prayer to do this. It's going to take a combo deal. I'm just not getting out there, not going to Burger King and getting the sandwich, but it's going to take the drink and the fry. It's going to take a combination of both. Amen? So, uh, amen. Flesh, All right. Amen. <laughs> it becomes tempted. But what is the best thing to put against that temptation? How do we overcome is the word of God. Amen. So today we're, we're, we're going to overcome temptation. We're going to know that we can overcome temptation as Jesus did. Amen? Amen. Amen. So let us, let us get into the word of overcoming. Let's just all jump in this. 
I got overcoming is equal to enduring, persevering, pushing through. Amen? Did anyone Amen. else get it and they want to share? To conquer, to vanquish, to seduce, ask to overcome enemies in battle, to surmount, to get the better of as to overcome difficult or obstacle, to overflow the surcharge not used, to come upon the invasion not used, overcome to gain the superior to be victoriously. That's what I got. Amen. I like that. The better of a struggle or a conflict. We get the better we get the better out of the deal. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen Rocky? With that with, with, with the with the big guy is beating Rocky up, right? Mm-hmm. And he get that he get that extra wind. It's like a wind come by. And next thing you know, they start playing the, 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 the eye of the tiger. They start playing the, 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 the champion song. And what takes place? He gets, better, he gets the better out of the struggle. He begins to beat the enemy down. Glory to God. It is the same way in our walk. Amen. amen. We're, 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 not, we're not giving in to the temptation because mm-hmm. God has given us an opportunity. He's giving us a chance, a way of escape that we will now get the better end of that struggle. Did anyone else get anything different? Well, I have to, over, to overcome power, to overrun, to gain the victory, keeping, keeping your faith in God, it's about mm. persevering through trials, staying true to God even when it's not easy. Mm. Overcomers are followers of Christ who successfully resist the power and temptation of the world system to exercise authority or literally to lord over to gain victory or prevail. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To carry off the victory. You're not going in defeated. No matter how it looked, no, no. matter what blow you may take, Rocky knew he was going to win that battle. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to win. He knew it was going to be a part two, three, four, five, where he was going to keep winning. Mm-hmm. It is the same way in our walk. We carry off the victory. So when we go into the battle, when we, we are facing the struggle, when we are facing the conflict, we know that we have the victory. We have confidence to trust our God to know that we have the victory. Amen? We have confidence. Yeah. We, are, we know that we are willing to trust our God. And the Lord has really been dealing with me on trust. Uh, let me get to that definition. Ah, uh, the word trust.
The Lord let me know it's it's a difference, Maggie. It is a difference. You know, we say we we trust. We say these things, but when we when we're walking in doubt, when we're walking in unbelief, or and I I had to, I had to repent so much this week. I said, Lord, now you spoke this thing. You you and I'm still I'm still not receptive. Forgive me, Jesus. But when the Lord showed me about trust, see, trust. It's, 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 trust is a trust is relying on uh, relying on God's character. To know that God, I'm gonna need you to mute your phone, please. Relying upon God's character and knowing that God is not a man that He can lie. He's not gonna lie to us. His consistency, everything He has spoken in the Word has come to that. It is written. It's a done deal. It's a signed deal. So trust is taking action. And we see God, we see that God is, is sovereign. We see that he is holy. We see that he is reliable. He is trustworthy. So it puts us in a place to trust him. We know that faith, having faith is being steadfast without the proof. So we got to put that as a combo together to know that when we're in this battle, we have to have faith and we have to trust our Father to know that we are going to come out with the, with the gold belt. We're going to come out like Hulk Hogan them did with the big belt. <laughs> Wrestling, I don't know if you, y'all remember that. Glory mm-hmm. got them championship belts we, because we are victorious. Amen. Resisting the power in the temptation, she said, of the world system. We know that what is the world system? It's three things. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's the world. The world tells you you've got to have this every year. This is how the world is. This is this is how the world has has tries to trick and seduce us. You get a new phone, right? Samsung and Apple come out with new phones every year. Every year. They don't. It's not even a year in between when them phones come out. It's like a nine month period. They tell you that this phone is better than the last one that you got. So what do you do? Because of the the eye and because of the pride of life, we got to compete to have these things. We go and get in debt and get up. They charge us $1,500. A phone in Walmart is $30, and we paying $1,500, a car note and a mortgage on a phone. Amen, amen. That's how the world is. And so what the author was saying was these new products usually undergo rigorous testing being introduced to the market. A product that cannot endure severe testing in the laboratory cannot be experienced to do well in real-life situations. You, 
Here comes the development, what the word does. Here comes that personal development. It takes a, you're not going to know something, take a licking and a ticking until you put it under pressure. So here the trial comes. Either you're going to trust and have faith in, our, in your God, our God, no matter how it feels, no matter how it's pounding on you, no matter what's, go, no matter what's going on, you're not going to be able to, you, you, you're not going to be able to, to, to take the testing unless you put in the test. You, you're not going to be able to survive it. Unless you, you're not going to have the testimony to talk about it unless you put through it. Amen? Chevy just didn't have the, it, 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 it take, it take a, what is their logo? It take a, uh, Chevy trucks put, take a, a licking or take a beating. They put them trucks through the mud or Ford or whoever. They put them through the mud. They, they run them through the woods because they want to know that they're going to stand up and they're going to be able to endure. They're going to be able to do what you need that truck to do. Amen. It's way with us. So Jesus was letting us know, I'm in human form like you, Maggie. I'm not giving over to no temptation. I ain't got no side piece. I ain't, I, I ain't running to no liquor store. I ain't, I ain't going to gamble no numbers. I ain't doing this. I ain't doing that. I ain't trying to compete with my neighbor. I ain't try- he was letting us know all the things that we come against, that we are faced daily. Amen. You don't, Amen. You, don't, you don't need no pills to get through it. Jesus didn't have none. You don't need no shot of liquor to get through it. Glory to God. <laughs> right, you don't need right, no sugar right. daddy, no sugar mama to get you through it. Glory to God. Amen. All right. Amen. He was, us know. he was in the face of the enemy. And guess what he said? It is written. You done. It's over. That gave me some confidence this week. I was a, I was a mess at the beginning of the week. Amen. But when I read that and I and the Lord said, It is done. It's a done done deal. It means to appeal to written authority by law, history, or prophecy. It has been already prophetically spoken. The devil is defeated. So why do we give him so much credit and power? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, your God. He's not just the righteous God, but he Lord over all of us. The wicked and all, glory to God. That's a that is a that is when you think about how powerful our God is. Glory to God. That should give us some power, like drinking a Red Bull today. We should be energized, hallelujah, to know that whatever test may come this week, glory to God, he's already given us the testimony, hallelujah, that we are overcomers, glory to God, that we are victorious. Amen. Amen. No matter how much pressure is put on us, glory to God. We're going to have the testimony to come out with the championship belt. Glory to God. So Jesus sets up the setting for the temptation. Note that the spiritual led Jesus, the spirit, the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm -hmm. Satan came to Jesus after Jesus had fasted for 40 days. 
and night. One day, the enemy coming after you don't come off that fast. All you got to do is apply the word to him. It is written. Mm-hmm. Jesus, as a genuine human, Jesus was in human form yet still, would have been physically weak by this time. Forty days, nothing. Mm-hmm. He was weak. The appeal to the flesh. Let's look at let's let's talk about the appeal. You, have you ever gone without food for 40 days and nights? No, not yet. No. Think about this. The self-discipline. You've got to be self-disciplined. Jesus, he could have had whatever he wanted. He turned the water into wine. He could have turned stones into bread. He was Jesus. Amen. So he had discipline. The Lord gave me three words some months back. It's really been some years, but he brought them back some months back. Discipline. Structure. And consistency. You need that in your life. Structure, a foundation, solid. Your structure got to be solid. Consistent, you can't just pray today, get up and put your armor on like Apostle said on Wednesday night, and forget Tuesday through Monday. Monday you don't put it on. Wednesday you don't put it on. I'm going to have put it on Thursday. You got to be consistent. Amen. And disciplined. A disciple is disciplined. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus knew he had many followers, but he told them, he knew many were going to follow. But he told them, he told them the disciples, those that wanted to be, those that wanted to, who would believe and had faith and who trusted the word of God, trusted what was coming out of his mouth. He told those disciples to go up. They were disciplined. It takes a lot of discipline to get up and get in your word. It takes a lot Amen. of discipline to get up and stay and stay consistent on Monday night fast time. It takes structure in your in your walk. Your foundation got to be solid unless it'll be rocky. Amen. You over here getting a word, you over there, you you there, you there, you there, you there, you there. You're not be, you, you're not solid in the word. You you Amen. you anybody can tell you anything. Glory to God. You fall Amen. for it. Read the word you're saying. Speak on it. There's no structure. Amen. So Jesus is letting us know he was disciplined, structured, and consistent. He could speak to the devil and tell the devil, it's written. I don't care what you're about to show me. I don't care what you're about to tell me. Listen, it's over. Game over. So he made an appeal to the flesh, a call. 
Did anyone else get anything different for appeal? You said the word appeal? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brother Dow. No, I was just saying the word that she's talking about, you want appeal? Yes, yes, sir, appeal. Okay. Okay. All right. This is what I got for the word appeal. All right, for, before I read my definition, just off the top of my head, you know, when you appeal something, you know, as I said, the first thing I think of is court, you want to change something, you know. Amen. You know, in court, like say the judge made a decision and it's against you, well, you don't like it. And most, whether it's civil court or criminal court, you have the right to file an appeal. You want to change the outcome. And, you know, to me, that can be for right reasons or wrong reasons. But, you know, also when I think of the word appeal, and I looked it up, and and actually they have it in the dictionary I'm looking at, it, it's for law and sports. I just gave you the law version of appeal. In sports, you know, like say the referees come together, well, actually, the NBA has it now. Say the referee calls out of bounds, but a coach, he'll give a single with a signal with a finger. Sometimes you can do it. He wants to appeal the referee's decision, then they're going to go to the mom and get the right call. So, you know, that's appealing a decision. But also, another way of word uh, appeal can be used in life, it says attract, attractive or interesting. Uh, prime example, the rural life is somewhat more attracting and appealing. Um, mm, that's you good. know, and, and, and also it says, it says here, when you appeal to something, you're showing that one wants help or sympathy, like an appealing look. So, you know, the word appeal can cross many different areas of life, and those are the two examples they gave here. You know, in court, like, you know, also says there, say the lower court, you want to make an appeal to have an appellate court, which then you can go to a higher court for reversal of a decision. And like I said, basketball has one, and says in baseball, you know, call on the umpire to rule a striker out. You know, the catcher can point to the third base referee this is a major league baseball to appeal the uh, call. So, you know, that's what they had here. And here's a great one for us, I think, in biblical terms. Address oneself in anticipation of a favorable response. Uh, you know, for appeal, like uh, we talk about temptation. You know, you have to say, oh, that looks good. It appeals to my eye. Well, that's appealing to you because, you know, you're getting, it, 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 you know, something that looks good, it appeals to you in your version of looking good. You, it, it's igniting a response. So you have to watch how something appeals to you, especially when it comes to temptation. But that's the definitions I have here of, of on appeal. <laughs> Amen. Amen. 
Amen. So it so it, it it could lure you, draw you to it, but also you could be you can you can there could be a reversal from it. A re, you can be removed from it. Amen. It could call you to it. Come to me. That that when my sister bakes these, uh, I love lemon cake. I love cake. I love sweets. And it seemed like it'd be calling Maggie's name. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie. It's caught my eye. It's caught my attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawn to that thing. But then he gives that opportunity. <laughs> if you eat it, if you eat a whole cake, you, you know them two to three pounds. <laughs> So now he gives he he can there can be a reversal where I can just get a phone out of that thing, I can I can I can either fall into it or turn from it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's why it's so important for us to look up the meaning of the word, because it may mean one way, but especially when we're learning the Word of God, when we're studying the Word of God, so we can know it in the right context it's written. Mm -hmm. Because so many people take the Word of God out of context. They get a scripture and they run with it, and it's not in the context that God told that author to write it. And we want to make sure that we we are in alignment with the word of God. We want to make sure we in align we are aligned with God. So it, it yeah. it's a double meaning. You could be attracted to it, but it, it gives you a way of escape. You could be removed from it. It's a, it may call you. But it could guess what? It can work in your favor. Amen. Did anyone get anything different? I got a reference any case from an imperial to a super superior court. Moses established it in the wilderness, a serial justification. Such a appeal could be made from a lower or to higher. It says Exodus eighteen thirteen to twenty six. And then it says with a noun appeal, a legal processing by which a case is brought to a higher court for review as asking for something badly needed or wanted. That's what I got. Something bad you wanted so bad. <laughs> Amen. Did anyone get anything else? Um, I got a request for a support, mm. sympathy, mercy, entreaty, a petition, a plea, a request for, for a judgment, the correctness of a ruling from a formal accusation, to be charged with a crime before a tribune, an application to a higher power, to be attractive, pleasing, Interesting, a reference of any case from an inferior to a superior court. To be tried. Yes, yes, to be tried. Amen. 
and I reference it how we can appeal to Christ when if we going through something or whatever we go to God and and he he fights the court case for us whatever it is. He intercedes on our behalf. Amen. It works out in our favor. Yes. So now it's it's a it's a it's a role reversal. It's a removal. We was once guilty, but now we aren't. Amen. Amen. We, we, Amen. We, we once gave into that flesh, but now we know that there is a reversal in this thing. Glory to God. Because all we got Amen. to say is, it is written. Glory to God. So one, uh, one writer noted that the Father's will was for him to be hungry in the desert with no food. To submit to Satan's suggestion and satisfy his hunger would have been contrary to God's will. Notice that Jesus quoted scripture. Now, Jesus, the Messiah, put the word on the death. I'm so excited about this. Like, because I know when I'm going through something, Jesus was going through something for them in, them, in, the, in that wilderness, in them backwoods. He was going through something with the devil. Because now the devil is giving it back to him. The devil ain't stepping down. He's trying to entice him, trying to lure him, trying to call him to it, trying to draw him into it. But Jesus began, Jesus lets him know he resisted the enemy's temptation. He quoted Deuteronomy 3, 8 and 3. Uh-huh. So it, it says here that the antidote for the enemy is we must have, mute your phone, the antidote for the enemy means that we must thoroughly saturate our minds with the word of God. The mind, the mind cannot be idle. The mind cannot, it cannot, it, the mind is a terrible thing to waste. Amen. You 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 better get your mind wrapped up in Jesus. Glory to God. You better get it is just not enough. The things that Christians are going through, maybe twenty years ago you might have not you one scripture might have carried you through, glory to God. But it's gonna take more than that now. Glory to God. Amen. The devil is he's coming slicker, he's coming more wiser, he's coming more crafty. Glory to yeah. God. He coming more yeah. sneakier. He coming Amen. more he coming he coming in people you think She's supposed to be my friend. That's my sister. That's my mama. Huh. But guess what? The devil, it don't care who or who he used. Glory to God. That's Amen. right. So it is going to take us. You, it's not just enough to know that you are overcoming, but you got to study and find out why you are overcoming. You got to study and find out how you can you can overcome temptation. How, when the window of opportunity comes, how do I take the opportunity, Lord? I don't want to fall in the trap. I don't see the trap. Lord, is there a trap? Lord, there you got to get in your word. Amen. You got to have a relationship with the Lord, with the Word. You got to have a relationship with the Word, which is Christ. You got to have a relationship in this season. Amen. It's not just enough. 
Amen. For you to just church on Sunday and miss it throughout the week. See, one thing about an overcomer, one thing about an overcomer, they're structured, disciplined, and consistent. The Word of God tells us, the Bible teaches us, I read this, it says the Bible teaches the world is a battleground. Hear this out. It's not a playground. Mm. It's not a playground. It's a war zone. Amen. It, it, it ain't for fun. You ain't got to get on no seesaw, no monkey bars, no swing, and, and hee hee. It is a <laughs> battleground. But the word of God tells us in Ephesians 6, 11 through 17, how the enemy is coming. It's, it's warning us. It's, it's, prophet, it's telling us what, it's not going to change. He's, got, he's coming slick. He's going to use people. He's going to use those posts. He's going to use your kids. He's going to use your employer. He's going to use your spouse. But you got to understand, it is not them, it's not the person, but it is actively what is working in them. So you need to be armored up. That means you need to be, you need to be having a Psalm 51 moment. Lord God, purify me, saturate, sanctify me, deliver me, I repent. I, I, Lord God, I need to be right. I need to be purified. Amen. Amen. So that I can put on this armor. Mm-hmm. You can't put on the armor. It's like going outside running, jogging. I had to get on my youngest for this. Because he thought he was so fresh, so clean. I said, Gavin, you can't go outside and play and then go put on a new outfit when you come in. Go put on your pajamas. It's the same way in the kingdom. We cannot put the whole armor on and be dirty. And expect it to effectively work how the word says it's going to work. You have to be, and your mind has to, your mind and your mind got to be renewed. Your spirit got to be renewed. You need a change. You cannot operate in your flesh. This is what Jesus is telling us today. You better be battle ready. Apostle said that Wednesday night, that thing was so profound to me when she said that, that we better be ready. We got to have our whole armor already on. Imagine, imagine trying to go to work, trying to get dressed at work. Uh-huh. You, you trying to put on your tie, trying to take calls, trying to talk to employees. Or you, imagine someone going in war. And, 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 and not having a cavalry they headgear on. They're trying to put it on when they, somebody's shooting at them. Does that make sense? Uh-uh. uh-uh. So he is telling us that we got to be ready. He's letting us know the word is giving us confirmation today. It is, it is encouraging us today to know that we are not weak. 
We are not defenseless. We're strong. Because the spirit, the promise of God is on the inside of us. Amen. All we got got to do is dress it up spiritually. Put on our whole armor. Whatever temptation, whatever blow coming. Whatever, that, whatever may be pulling at the flesh, whatever thorn that may be in the side, that Jesus, that the, that the Lord leads there, you must know that his grace is sufficient to carry you through it. Amen. For you to have the temptation, for you to have, even though the temptation may come, he's going to give you a way of opportunity out of it so that you can have a testimony. Amen. So the word is the antidote for the devil. It ain't fighting a natural fight. You got to apply the word on him. Jesus didn't throw up no dukes. <laughs> we got something we say down here in the south, I'll shake your teeth loose. Jesus went kind of rattled the devil's teeth. He put the word on him. He quoted from Deuteronomy 8 and 3 on him. It is written. Man can't leave it. live by bread alone. Mm. It's a finished deal. This thing has been prophesied centuries ago, and I'm just real. I'm, I'm, I'm confirming this word and letting you know that it is a done deal. You are defeated. So the appeal to pride. Satan twisted the scripture back to Jesus. <laughs> now he had the audacity to twist the word to the word. Mm-hmm. It says, read Psalms 91, 11, and 12. Someone, let's re- someone jump to that. Let's read that quickly. Psalms 91, verse 11 and 12. The other caller that, j- that joined in, can you please read that for me? The last caller that joined in. Okay, will somebody read that for me? Uh, Verses 11 and 12, Psalm 91. I have it if you need to read of Psalms 91, verses 11 and 12. Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12 for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone now he gonna take that word that prophetic declaration and he gonna quote it to, to, to jesus the messiah mm-hmm. So Jesus responded to the temptation by quoting Deuteronomy 6 and 16. Let's, let's go there. Deuteronomy 6 and 16. Deuteronomy 16, 6 and 16 says, Do not put the Lord your God to test as you did at Massa. Let me get the King James verse. 
You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa. Massa. He letting them know that don't 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 play with this. Don't come trying to entice me or lure me. This is how we got to take a stand in the kingdom. This is how we got to take a stand in this world. So I was in a meeting with my supervisor. I got my promotion, but I, I had this, I had this one supervisor. She was really giving, kicking against, and she really was coming at me hard. And so I had to challenge that. I had to challenge that supervisor. Mm. And so when she was found wrong after being challenged, the Lord gave me the witness. I didn't go in my flesh. I had to go and be led by God. I had mm. to humble myself, mm. not be prideful, because I got the answer. Not aha, aha. But I had to humble myself and show her, and even in her era, it will, it, will, it will cause her to be hindered in her career with the company. And I don't want that. Because as I grow, I want her to grow. Amen? Amen. So the Lord had me to, con- I had to contend against that. And so as I'm contending, this is what the, the enemy uses the supervisor to say, you know, you just have to lie sometimes. Mm. In the middle of the meeting, mm. I begin to tell my testimony. <laughs> I say, see, I was a liar. And I was praying and preaching and teaching the gospel. And this was about four, five years ago. The Lord said, I'll never use you because you can't tell the truth. After prayer one morning. And I fell on my face and I told God I would tell the truth. I said, so you ain't about to tell me I got to lie. I said, if I got to lie, I don't need to work here. Amen. We got to take a stand mm-hmm. in righteousness. Amen. Jesus took a stand. His structure was solid. See, now, if my structure was flim-flam on, on Tuesday when I had that meeting, I would have gave in. I would say, yeah, I got to lie. But because of the structure, this is why it's important to be sitting in a house that's teaching the word of God. This is why it's important to be sitting underneath leadership that is, that is praying and interceding on your behalf. This is why it's important for you for, to be consistent in Bible study and in, in your personal devotional, in your personal prayer time, on corporate prayer and corporate services. This is why it's important. So when the enemy comes, you're not bouncing from side to side. You're not being uprooted. Amen. We talked about that palm tree. That palm tree takes a beating during hurricane season. Mm. Just watch the, the, the weather channel. If, you live in the, if you've never been in the south and seen it during hurricane season, it takes a beating. But guess mm. what? It's not uprooted because the foundation is, that, that foundation is solid in the ground. You will see oak trees plucked up. You will see pine trees plucked up. You will see fern trees. But you will, mm-hmm. not see a, you will not see a palm tree uprooted. The word don't lie. In, in Psalms, it tells us that it will, it will not be uprooted. It tells us that. That foundation is solid. This is why we need the word of God. We got Amen. to have it. 
You got to have it. God does not make his power available in order to satisfy our selfish desires. We misquote that scripture in Psalm. I think it's Psalm. He'll give me my heart's desire. We don't read the scripture before that. That's, it's got to be aligned with God's will. Your, your won't will tell you to do this and change tomorrow. But if, it's, if your need is aligned in the will of God, it's not going to change. Amen. You're going to want what God wants for you. Amen. Which is your needs, which will keep you, can, keep you consistent, keep you structured, keep you, keep you aligned with him. You're going to want that. You're going to desire that. You're not going to want to please the flesh. You're not going to want to please the eyes, the, the, the pride, walk in pride and think you're just big and bad and all that. The Lord told me, he said, you got to humble yourself. He said, yes, you, I'm showing you the answer. So when I got off that call, my supervisor, that's my, he's my mentor for my job, and he's an elder in his church. He called me. He said, he said, Maggie. He called me. M- he said, MC. He said, he said, I know God. He said, I, I, I know God is in your life. This is what we want people to see. This is what we should be hearing. Nothing about Maggie. I said, it was the Holy Spirit speaking. He said, you showed her she was wrong, but yes, dear, you showed her how you don't want to leave her behind. You want her to continue to excel and move forward. This is how we should do. We should realize that the enemy is in, yes, he is in people, actively moving and working in a lot of people that you know. Amen. That's true. Come in contact with. Uh But yes, still, I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to declare that they're going to be delivered and set free. I ain't going to lead them back there in it unless they want to stay in it. Glory uh, to God. And when you Lord. find out, a lot of people don't want to stay in it. They just need someone to encourage them Amen. to come up with that. Uh-huh. She didn't have nothing else to say after I said I wanted her to, I want her to continue to grow. She had nothing else to say. And guess what? It made that it made that spirit. Guess what? That spirit had to flee. It had to leave. It had to leave. This is what we want to do. Paul said, "We we're supposed to restore those that are that are weak, those that are that are, those that are falling into temptation. Now we we may overcome it, but there may be somebody who come behind us and fall in it." We got to encourage them. You can come out of this. This is why our testimony is so important. You can come out of this. See, I don't know why the Lord had me to tell my testimony about me being a liar, but I had to tell it, glory to God, to people who don't, who don't even know, glory to God. That may be her deliverance that she needs. I don't know. I, honestly, it ain't for me to know. Amen. Amen. But guess what? This is what our testimony does. This is what a disciplined champion does. Uh 
I remember when Apostle taught that series on being a, a champion. Oh, my gosh. That was a couple of years ago. Remember, we are body. If the leg ain't moving and I'm the toes, that means I ain't going to move. Amen. That's the truth. <laughs> so we should be encouraging one another. We don't know what someone's shortcoming and downfalls may be. We shouldn't, we shouldn't bash him and beat him in the head, Jesus. We, should, we shouldn't do that. No. We should be applying the word to it and loving kindness. Amen. To let them know that you can, you can appeal this thing. You can reverse this thing. You might have failed in it, but it's going to work in your good. The decision is getting ready to be overturned. This is what the word is telling us today. Aftermath. And we're going to read the points after that, and then I'm going to release it to, Mother, to Evangelist Roberts. Amen. Aftermath Amen. of temptation. John's ministry was concluding, concluded, concluding. Jesus' public ministry was just now beginning. John's ministry was ending, and Jesus' public ministry was beginning. Mm. That, that's letting us know that we victorious. It was just beginning. In, in his temptation, that was the beginning of it. So that lets us know we're going to go through things. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through persecutions. We're going to go through embarrassment, shame, condemnation. We're going to go through all of this thing, being ridiculed, laughed at, teased, maybe even martyred. The aftermath of it. You got to hold yourself in balance with it. To know that you overcomer, you got to walk. You got to walk in faith and trust and believe the word of God. You got to walk in it without the proof. You don't see it. It's like walking blindfolded. You don't see it, but you know that the light is in. If you continue to walk in a room, you know that there's a light switch to cut on. You, 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 there's proof. Without the proof, you, 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 you just know that I'm gonna, tr- I'm, 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 gonna, I'm walking steadfast, and I'm believing God. I'm not wavering. I don't have to see. I don't need a sign to know. I'm gonna trust Him because His character. He is God. He's not man that can lie. He is consistent. He is structured. He, he's disciplined. He's holy. He's righteous. So I'm going to trust him. So our point, God does not abandon us in times of temptation. He gives us an opportunity. We get that window. Now, whether you want to take it or not, it's up to you. It's up to me. It is always a sin to pursue legitimate ends through illegitimate ways, means. Amen. You you can't you can't wanna you can't wanna do something right and, and, and lie during the process of doing it. 
You got to just do it right. It's, it's, it, you got to just do it right. Amen. Amen. You can't just want to do something for God and be deceitful in the process, be, be, be corrupt in the process, be wicked in the process. Amen. Just do it right. Amen. Amen. Our desire for God's word should exceed even our desire for physical substance. We should, in Psalms 27 and 4, or 20, yes, 27 and 4, in one version it reads that you should crave Yahweh. That means you should crave the word of God. You shouldn't be craving the things of the Bible, I mean of the, of the flesh, the pride of life, but you should crave. The Passion Translation says, above all else, I should crave you. Here's one thing I crave from you. I desire to live in, the house, in your house. I desire to behold your beauty. I desire to be filled with your glory and your grace. Crave the things of God. Let us be ever vigilant, for even the most godly people can be tempted by the worst sins. There's nobody above anybody. We all, we are all in human form. Mm -hmm. So when we see one fall, let's let's rightfully restore them. Let's let's speak love, love, kind words to them. Glory to God. Amen. When you can can take you can take an opportunity to rebuke. When when I was in that situation two almost two years ago, it's been two years. There'll be two years in in May. Glory to God. I had to call Apostle, and I had to, she told me to call her first. And I was like a little child. She had already known because the Lord, she said the Lord had already showed her to restore me, to speak life back into me. I thought I was getting ready to cave in. My world was getting ready to end. So when somebody comes behind me and they are tempted the way I was tempted, I can tell them my testimony. You don't have to go down that route. Amen. She didn't rebuke me and beat me over the head. She gracefully restored me. She spoke words of, she spoke with loving kindness to me. And it brought me to a place of repentance. See these these generation these these generation X or Gen or whatever they the millennium babies. Uh-huh. We can't the way the way we we were, you know. I I had to get out on the altar and I used to get rebuked. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We we have to go before God and ask God for a better strategy, a better tactic, a better way that we don't push them out. Uh-huh. See, I could take the rebuke. My son ain't strong enough to take the rebuke how I was rebuked when I first came up in holiness. My daughter is not strong enough for that. We got to do it with loving kindness like Jesus did. But be firm in the word. Amen. God's word as it is known, understood, and consistently applied is our best defense against Satan's temptation. 
We must remember that our circumstances we encounter in life are God's way of fulfilling his plan for us. It's our development. It's our growth spurt. And you think about when you went from a, te- you went from a, a, a middle schooler to becoming a teenager. Your body began to change. Those things hurt. Growth spurts hurt. Development hurts. But it's for our good. Amen? Amen. I release the line to Evangelist Roberts. Amen. Sister Johnson, will you do the altar call when we get ready to do it? Sure. And Brother Dow, you will close us out, and I'll do the um, the offering. No problem. Okay. Prophet Maggie gave us three words for next week. The first one is foundation. Let me know when you got it. I have it. Okay. The next one is trust. Okay. Judgment is the last one, judgment. And okay. amen. Oh. Uh, Mother Evangelist Roberts, excuse me, are you going to you gonna go over some of the questions or do you want to start? We, we assign questions and we, we tackle them next week. How do you want to do that portion? The question, let's do three because it's getting late. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Brother Darrell, could you do number one? Sure. Question says, what does the fact that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness tell us? What does the fact that the Spirit of God led Jesus into the wilderness? My answer to that would be, which is, I don't know if it's correct, but I'll do the best I can. Um, the Spirit of God uh, leading Jesus in the wilderness tells me that, you know, um, and I got the answer in the preparation for temptation uh, section, um, it shows how, um, the Spirit of God, he had his will for him. Um, you know, Jesus had a will for God, and it was God's will for, for him. Jesus had a will for God, so therefore his Spirit led him there, and that's okay. why he tested in the wilderness for 40 days, with was not eating, going through hunger. So it was his will, you know, in the wilderness. And Jesus had to decide whether to remain hungry in obedience to God's direction or to seek satisfying his hunger by disobeying God's direction. You know, the devil tempted him. So I would say the answer to that question is it tells us the Spirit of God led Jesus on his will, by knowing his will, for those 40 days of completing the test of fasting for hunger. And 
It showed how you should not yield to temptation uh, when he was in the wilderness. So that's the answer I came up with on that question. Okay, you're right. Because you said it before. It says, even though the devil was the agent of the temptation of Jesus, he was not what? He was not in control, right? That's right. Of the situation. Yeah, okay. Jesus was there by the Spirit. You said it right. Amen. So, okay, John, do you want to do number two? Yeah. Mother Robert, before you move on to two, uh-huh. um, I just want to bless bless everyone on the line this this afternoon. Amen. I just want to share revelation, amen, concerning appeal. And okay. it goes in line with the question, amen. Satan is not in control. That's why Jesus said, you know, um, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Uh-huh. Our God is Satan God too. Amen. Uh-huh. He, God, God created Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Lucifer is subject to God. Amen. Amen. And when it comes down to appeal, there's going to be things that take place in the world. The world has a system that is contrary to God's system. And Jesus wanted us in the world, but he did not want us of the world. And he asked God in John 17 to keep us from the evil in the world. Amen. Praise God. Now, that's the prayer of our great intercessor. And so we have been given a great privilege and an invitation that when we go through hardship, trials, tribulation, temptation, that we get to appeal to the higher court. That higher court is the kingdom of God that is, and that government is on the shoulders of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. We appeal to the higher court, angels, move on our behalf. Amen. Praise God. God, the Holy Spirit moves on our behalf. Praise God. But, beloved, you have to appeal. Amen. When something is spoken against you as a word curse, amen, and you don't allow it, amen, that higher court, when you open up your mouth as a kingdom citizen, amen, Mm -hmm. the higher court moves on your behalf, amen. The the verdict is turned around, amen, regardless of what the enemy says, because God has given you an invitation to appeal to the highest court, the government of the kingdom of God, the government that you come to establish. Amen. Praise God. Mm. Just like those that come in from other countries have diplomatic status, we have spiritual diplomatic status. There's nothing they can do with us. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We have spiritual diplomatic status. Mm. And so we have to be like Jesus and say that it is written because now we are appealing to the highest court. See, what the enemy wants, he wants us to operate on his level in his court system. Amen. So that he can do what? So that he could judge and condemn you. But the Amen. devil is a liar. Because Jesus said, I did not come to condemn the world, but that the world might be what? Saved. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Jesus is here oh to God. save the world. And that has to be our mindset. When we go out on assignment and we proclaim in the gospel, we are mm-hmm. doing what? We are appealing to our higher court concerning mm-hmm. the sins of someone. And God has given us authority according to the higher court that rules every other court. There's not a government system that is greater. He gives us the authority to remit sin. He gives us the authority. 
Amen. Praise God. Amen. And so, beloved, we have to begin to see this as, as the woman of God was speaking and you all were sharing on appeal. This is the revelation that God, amen, was revealing. Amen. Beloved, amen. you have to appeal to the highest court. You amen. have to walk in the authority yeah. in the court that you represent. Amen. amen. Praise amen. God. Amen. amen. I release the line. Thank you, Apostle, for that wonderful, powerful revelation. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, Sister Johnson, you want to do number two? Yes, ma'am. Number two says, how did Jesus' physical condition make him closely vulnerable to temptation? Well, we know that the, the, the devil waited for Jesus to fast 40 days and 40 nights. So he wanted to make him really hungry. So because Jesus was human, um, however, God's will for him was to uh, go through that. So that's why the Spirit led him. Hunger is a basic and powerful physical drive that we all have. And because Jesus was human, he was man, he, he would have that drive of being hungry too. Jesus had to decide whether to remain hungry in obedience to God's direction. Amen. Or to seek to satisfy his hunger mm-hmm. by disobeying God's direction. So the devil would seek to exploit Jesus' ex- extreme hunger in his attempt to undermine his obedience to the Father. So Jesus was in the flesh, so he he would be hungry just like we would if we had eat 40 days. And some Amen. of us can go two or three. <laughs> but, but we was able to do that. <laughs> Amen. Brother Johnson, I mean Brother Johnson. Brother Darrell, who you want to read, number three? Yes. Why did the devil encourage Jesus to use his power to turn stones into bread? Um, why did, why did the devil encourage Jesus to use his power to turn stones into bread? Um, just off the top, while I'm, you know, I have the answer, I highlight it. Mm-hmm. He wanted uh, Jesus to go against God's plan in the wilderness uh, and wanted him to satisfy his own hunger. Um... Uh, Jesus, you know, was hungering in the desert because the Spirit of God had directed him to fast. So, in other words, um, the devil wanted Jesus to use his power to turn stone to bread so that way uh, it could satisfy his hunger. And he wanted, Satan wanted Jesus to have a spiritual declaration of independence. But Jesus knew that he did that. He would not be living under the authority of the Father, but following his own way. So, in other words, if he turned the stones into bread, you satisfy your hunger, you're going against the plan God had for you out here for 40 days, which in turn shows you're not staying the course, you're off course for the long-term goal of what we have. And that's how I answer that question. You know, you, you can't you can't do things for your satisfaction. 
You have to do it for the will of God satisfaction. Amen. Because really what he was trying to do was to grab a wedge between the son and the father. Right. Amen. Okay. Okay, Sister Johnson, you want to do the altar call? Amen. We thank God for the word of God. The word yeah. brings life and health to Amen. all of our flesh. And we thank God even in the beginning, she talked about how uh, Jesus was resurrected and everything. So we know that through the word of God, John three sixteen said, God so loved the world. He, Amen. he showed his love to us in that while we were sinners, he yet died. But John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only son, he gave him up for us to take our place, that whosoever would believe on him would have everlasting life. Yes. And so we, we thank God for that. We thank God for that um, because God loved us so much. And all we have to do is believe what the word of God says. It says we can believe it and then we confess it with our mouth. Believe yes. in your heart. Confess Amen. it with your mouth. Then you will be saved. So if you want to receive this love and this the love that Jesus showed for us when he was there hungry and stuff, he could have turned those stones to bread. He could have um, just gave in, but he said, no, I know that there's people going to come and want to have this relationship with the Father. Amen. So all you have to do is say, Father, come into my heart. Save me. Change me. Make me to be like you. I receive forgiveness of my sins. I repent. Because we talked about repentance. I repent of all my sins. Yes. And I ask that you would forgive me and come into my heart and change me and help me to be like you. I believe your word. And so I believe in my heart that Jesus was, came and died and he was raised from the dead so that I can have eternal life. Amen. And so now I'm confessing it with my mouth that I am saved. In Jesus' name, I receive it, I believe in it, and I will walk in it the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you pray that prayer, the Lord has come into your heart. And even if you knew God and you walked away or you did your own thing, God said, just come back to me with your words of repentance. Father, I messed up, but I'm asking God that you forgive me. Yes. And God, that you would restore me back to my rightful place in you, that I would do what your word has called me to do, and I would live a holy and righteous life before you from this day forward. Thank in you, Jesus', Jesus. name, I receive it by faith. Hallelujah, And I Jesus. confess that I am restored back to God in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. We pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Hallelujah. I'll turn it back over to you, sis. Mother Roberts, I'm sorry. <laughs> Amen. 
Now I'm going to do the offering. We all can participate in this portion of the service. I say service because it's, to me it's just like a service. We learning. Amen. The portion for giving, our tithes, offering, first fruit, increase of the first fruit and seed, according to Malachi 3, 8 to 12. Beloved, let us give cheerfully and bountifully in agreement with God's word. Cast app, dollar sign, CSD 12, Zell, Cornerstone Delivering Church at gmail.com. Website, www cornerstonedeliveringchurch.com. If you want to send a check or money order, you can endorse it and send it to CSD P.O. Box 1143 Edenton, E-D-E-N-T-O, North Carolina, 27932. Lord, we just want to thank you today, God, for blessing the ones that gave even the ones that didn't have to give, bless them also, God, that maybe they'll be able to give in the next offering. In your son Jesus' name. Eternal Father, we thank you for how you move upon the hearts of your people, hallelujah, to give your, to your work for your vision and your cause. We give it back to you, O oh God, that you may bless it, multiply it for your cause and your glory. And we thank it in advance, in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Dow, you want to close us out? Yes. Father God, we thank those who came today to Cornerstone Deliverance Church Sunday School Hour. Amen. We thank those that just didn't let any obstacle stop them from being here. And yeah. they consistently are allowed to come here knowing that they must give God some time in their lives and stay and study his word in order to live a peaceful life while here on earth. As for our spirits, must one day move on either to a heaven or a hell. And I just pray, Father God, that we all get there, and I feel we will get there, that are Amen. not just here. It's going to deliver church, Amen. Uh, Bible study, prayer meeting, but also people within our family and friends. Because, you, God, you are showing us that those who share your will, your ways, will have fruitfulness in the kingdom. Yes. Because truly, what I learned today is not for self-endurance, of having your power for all to know your power, for all Amen. people to live yeah. within the gospel and the glory and the grace of his name. Thank you, Jesus. I just thank you, Father, that you keep me going, that you keep everyone here going. We keep all, yes, all that are close to us knowing through your spirit within us by studying the word and serving you, that there is no other God before you, that yes, there is no other God shall be against you. But he's the only true and living God. Yes. There is a heaven or hell. Hallelujah. That no other misinformed people will bring us down. There will no more we leave the temple today that will not make us religiously challenged, religiously incorrect. Hallelujah. What we study today, it is correct. And it is religiously correct in your name. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray, Father God, you keep all us strong with the breastplate of the Lord, knowing yes, that Lord. the time will come where oh, we'll yes. say in your name, whose side are you on? And I want yes. to be on the side of the will of God. Hallelujah. Keep us, Hallelujah. Lord, every day standing in your name. Yes, Let no Lord. law of man that is against your will misguide us, misuse yes, us, yes, misinform us. Yes, Keep Lord. us prosper, Lord, Thank knowing you, that the word is what's going to be held accountable for us and knowing where our spirits will transform out of this living body and flesh that you've given us. Hallelujah. And I just pray, Father God, that we reach one and teach one and know in your name. And we continue. If there's no more than we say in our travels there, they have a blessed day. Whether they accept it or not, that we got the spirit of you touching other people for goodness yes, and grace. And that's all there is to it. There's no extra commission we're trying to get to get into heaven. No extra credit. We just want the will of you passed on other people, period. Yes, Hallelujah. No Hallelujah. Or nothing extra on, the, extra on the side. It's just spreading the will, spreading the word, spreading the spirit to have all peace and goodwill amongst mankind. And those that don't get it, don't want it, Lord, please touch them and save them. Yes, because Lord. all they say in the Bible, they ought thou not know. And I definitely want to be the side that knows in God's name. I just pray, Father God, you keep me going with Corinth on the Liberty Church, others as well. I may not know what all we go through, but I know what we can get to. Hallelujah. Yes, God. On Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon and Thank Sunday you. midday. And I just pray, Father God, that you keep all of us strong-minded, God, yes. in your word. For these blessings, I ask your name, sake. I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. A God be love, everybody. A God be love. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Mm.